Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And we are live Monday, January 16th. Welcome to another edition of Waiting for Next Year's Cavs Cast. As always, we are part of the Evergreen Podcast Network. This is your host, Seth, going solo tonight after a win against the Pelicans, 113 to 103, another win at home. Tonight, we're going to talk about the five game road trip. I want to talk specifically about the Timberwolves and Pelicans game that just occurred a few moments ago. We're going to get into Isaac Okoro's hot streak at the starting small forward role. A little bit about Kevin Love and his recent struggles from the field in January. And then I want to dive into all-star voting um, and where the Cavaliers are at there. Who are the Cavaliers going to send to Salt Lake City come this February for all-star vote getters? Before that, a word from our sponsors. We've got a great deal with Underdog Fantasy. For first-time depositors, enter in the code WFNY at checkout, and Underdog will match your deposit up to $100. Underdog is a great platform if you are tired of the DFS salary system. There are tons of game types and drafts every night of the week for every sport. Don't forget, use WFNY at checkout to get your first-time deposit matched up to $100. Now on to the show. Starting with the road trip, the Cavaliers go 2-3 and three out west. Last Friday, the 6th, the Cavaliers lost to the number one seed in the West, Denver Nuggets. No surprise there. Denver Nuggets are a juggernaut and, frankly, are a tough matchup with some of the wings that, that they have with Contavious Caldwell-Pulp, um, you, you know, amongst other guys, Aaron Gordon. They're just a long-rangey team, obviously highlighted by Nikola Jokic, two-time, could-be three-time MVP. Then the Cavaliers... Um, you know, played a pretty gritty, uh, but you know, severely undermined Phoenix Suns team and got the win 112 to 98. Then they went to Utah on Tuesday, January 10th, and, and lost a, a really tough game, 16 to 116, uh, against Laurie Marketing, Jordan Clarkston, Colin Sexton, Ochai Abaji. Stop me if I'm naming too many ex Cavaliers uh, led Utah Jazz team. Um, a game where, frankly, they should have won. Um, obviously, there was that that big seven point possession where Jordan Clarkson, um, you know, was fouled twice by Karis Levert within a span of, of just a few seconds. Um, you know, makes his three, and and that game really got turned on its side very quickly. Cavs did bounce back. They survived a, a fifty point effort from Dame um, and beat the Portland Trailblazers one nineteen one thirteen, and then they finished off the five game road trip losing against the Minnesota Timberwolves. So in aggregate, you know, losses to Minnesota, Utah, and to Denver, uh, victories over an extremely shorthanded Phoenix Suns team, um, and again, a, a victory over the Portland Trailblazers. So two and three on the road trip. Um, 
you know, I've, I've thought a lot about this. Obviously, it's it's hard to win on the road in the end. Um, but what I will say is that at this point in the season, the Cavs having, you know, three plus months to gel so far, I do think it's time for, you know, for some level of expectations to be set um, where frankly, the, you know, the Cavaliers outside of that Denver Nuggets game, you know, frankly, they've been the more talented team by a healthy degree, um, specifically the Minnesota game without Carl Anthony Towns, without Rudy Gobert in the second half. Um, Portland's a little dinged up at the moment. Um, Utah Jazz were dinged up at, you know, when we played them, the Phoenix Suns are without Booker and Chris Paul. So if you think about the Cavs core four and, and who a lot of the Cavs fans think are, are four fringe all-star type guys in Garland, Mitchell, Mobley, and Allen, they're just more talented than a lot of teams in the NBA right now. Um, and so when I go back and think about that West Coast road trip, you know, to go two and three, um, you know, you, you expect more, at least I do. I, I think three and two, four and one is, is really what you should be pushing for. Um, now they did play five games in 10 nights, which is challenging in its own right. Uh, but again, you know, I think an, an overall disappointing uh, West Coast road trip. I did want to highlight just a couple of things, um, you know, for the Blazers game. So that that win 119 to 113 and then the Timberwolves uh, game, the fifth game of their road trip. So the Blazers, Cavs win 119 to 113. They outscore the Blazers 32 to 22 in the fourth quarter. A game where all five of the Cavaliers starters, um, so the core four plus a core at the st starting small forward role, uh, all five of them scored in double figures. It was a game where Jared Allen and Evan Mobley just absolutely dominated the paint. And we saw some really cool interior passing from both of those guys where you know they were running a 2-3 zone. Jared Allen gets to roughly the free throw line. Uh, a guard throws it into Jared Allen, and then Evan Mobley is able to to really kind of roam that dunker spot uh, across the baseline, and they beat <laughs> they beat the Blazers with that play. I think four times in the first quarter, where it was get the ball to Jared Allen around the free throw line. Evan Mobley is just is just running up and down the baseline and, and had a, quite a few dunks. So you know, really challenged the Blazers early on in that game. But the, the Cavs, um, you know, they stuck with them. Uh, the Blazers were on a four-game losing streak and, and, frankly, desperate. So the fact that they were able to, you know, go toe to toe with them through the first three quarters and then really turn it on the fourth quarter, uh, just really impressive and a great win, um, and one they really needed to have after a disappointing loss to the Utah Jazz. So that took us to the Minnesota Timberwolves game, which just occurred on Saturday, the fourteenth. Cavs were outscored fifty-five to thirty-three in the last 23 minutes of that game. Uh, Donovan Mitchell was severely sick that game. It looked like he was lugging around an extra 30 or 40 pounds uh, on the court. You could tell he really had nothing uh, from a legs perspective. And um, it, it's been reported um, that that he was battling with some sickness, um, head cold, et cetera. And, and you could obviously see it. I thought Okoro played incredible. Uh, he had three steals alone in that second quarter of that Timberwolves game, but it just was, wasn't enough. Um, the Cavs got obliterated in the third and fourth quarter, um, really got eaten up on one-on-one -on -one defense. Guys were going right at Kevin Love, right at Darius Garland, uh, and, and they just couldn't counter. Um, the one thing the Timberwolves have is they've got some lengthy guys and some really athletic bodies, and, and they really utilize that. Nas Reed made a couple of really tough threes, but for the most part, they were just attacking the Cavs, who, who looked like they were 
you know, uh, on the last uh, last game of a five game road trip, and they just couldn't put enough stops together to to ever uh, you know stop the bleeding there in the third and fourth quarter. So that took us to tonight's game. Again, recording this on January sixteenth. Big win at home, one thirteen to one hundred three. The Cavs didn't get in until yesterday from Minnesota till two thirty in the morning. So this was an extremely tough game. If you think about flying home from Minnesota, Cavs get in yesterday, 2.30 in the morning, and then they've got an early game today for Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, day, 3 o'clock. Makes it a really tough game to get up for, and it, and it looked like it. Cavs were outscored in the first quarter. Um, Donovan Mitchell went out with a growing strain, but the one thing we saw when when one of those two go out, Donovan Mitchell or Darius Garland, you know, we've seen it over and over again this year. The other guy steps up, and that's exactly what Darius Garland did. 30 points, 11 assists, 6 rebounds. Uh, the big men were incredible again tonight. Jared Allen, 24-11. and 11. Evan Mobley, 19-8. and eight. And again, the Cavs go on a run in the fourth. Cavs outscore the Pelicans 35-22 to 22 in the fourth quarter. They now have the most comeback wins in the league, 11 comeback wins after being down by 10 or more points. And... It's something that we've grown accustomed to to see this year. Cavs come out a little bit flat in the first half. Come back later on in the game, third and fourth quarter, turn it on, and uh, really erase that deficit. And I think some of it's due to just the talent, right? We, we saw that happen uh, with the LeBron James, Kyrie Irving, Kevin Love-led teams from 2015 to 2018. You can play with your food for two, three quarters. And then when you know you have to get three or four stops in a row and scores, teams can, teams can do that. And that's something that is just a reality of the NBA season. You can't and frankly shouldn't go full bore every single minute. It's not a sustainable way to get to May and get to the playoffs. But the really good teams figure out how to be good when they need to be good for the shortest amount of time possible, <laughs> frankly, in some of these uglier games. And, and that's exactly what, um, you know, again, the, the Cavaliers have grown accustomed to doing. So I'm sure JB and the coaching staff would, would like to see longer periods of that. Uh, but as long as those games end result in a win, um, you know, I think you'll take it. History is complicated. The story of human progress is long, messy, and riddled with controversies big and small. On Conflicted, we dive headfirst into history's most infamous events and contentious figures. We try and untangle the good from the bad, the fact from the fiction, and the monsters from the misunderstood. Was Genghis Khan a murderous butcher or a civic pioneer? Did the Allied powers go too far in firebombing the German city of Dresden at the twilight of World War II. And how did the Marquis de Sade acquire such a sinister reputation? And was any of it true? These are just a few of the tough questions we wrestle with and investigate on Conflicted. So if you love history or just enjoy a good story, please join me, your host, Zach Cornwell, for a fascinating new topic each and every month. Conflicted, a history podcast, is available on Spotify, Apple, or wherever else you get your podcasts. I hope to see you soon. I want to go next to Isaac Okoro. 
Isaac Okoro has had a very up and down season, right? We had really good reviews and discussions about how much he had improved this off season. Uh, Chris Fedor wrote a really good piece about how many shots up he was getting up per day, all of his workouts in Auburn. Um, and I think there was a lot of encouragement about Isaac Okoro and his start of the season, specifically as a starter at the small starting small forward role. As we got into the season, ice was ice cold, you know, shooting 15, 20% from three. Um, and it really made it tough. I think for JB to play him at times, um, really with, without giving up any type of spacing. And, and that's when we saw Dean Wade, you know, get the start. And since, since Dean Wade's been out, we, we've seen that, that role be, uh, you know, bounce around quite a bit. But since Isaac Coro has been back in the starting small forward role, he, he's been great. Not only from a, albeit limited, but not only from a three point shooting perspective, but attacking closeouts, you know, when, when, when the guys are coming out to contest him tightly, you know, he, he's been a lot better at putting the ball on the floor and getting to the rim. That's one of the leaps that you know, I think is really important for him is he needs to a make that corner three and B as the defender who, you know, whether a they're, they're respecting the shot or whether they don't have the scouting report totally juiced up and they're going to, to, you know, tightly contest that shot. Um, what Isaac's been able to do to attack those closeouts, get to the paint or dish it out um, has been really impressive with the, the last couple of weeks. Um, so just looking at uh, just looking at what he's done so far in January, Okoro's shooting 51% from the field, 56% from three, his last three games alone. So you're looking at the Pelicans, Timberwolves and Blazers game. He's got seven steals. He shot five of nine from three. Um, you know, he's rebounding the basketball. He, he's averaging about five rebounds uh, per game over the last three. Uh, he's not turning it over. He's not fouling very much. He, he's just been, again, Isaac Okoro is not going to be a volume guy on this team, right? Darius Garland, Donovan Mitchell, Evan Mobley, Jared Allen, those are where the attempts are going to come from. But if Isaac Okoro continue to put up games where he's four of eight, three of four, four of four, five of nine, even three of seven. You know, he's shown flashes as of late. Again, not high volume, but he's showing flashes of what this Cavs team needs of him. Great on-ball defense, attacking the passing lanes, and hitting that corner three or attacking the closeout. So I wanted to shout out Okoro. Um, I've been really impressed with what he's done. You know, he's, he's still only 21 years old, right? He's younger than some rookies that came into the league this year. He's such a young kid. He's so strong. The way he's built, um, I think he's shown enough during this stretch where, to me, he would essentially be off the table from a trade perspective unless you were getting someone meaningful back, like a top five or top six player in your rotation. I mean, he is, you know, the ceiling of Isaac Okoro is high, higher than most uh, guys on the, you know, on this team outside the core four. So the notion of, of just throwing him in as a kicker to a trade just doesn't make a heck of a lot of sense to me. So Okoro has been great on the flip side. We got to talk about Kevin love, don't we? <laughs> Whether it's Twitter discord, our boys going through it right now. 
on, on defense, you know, it, it's been an interesting year for Kevin Love, right? He's top two or top three in the NBA in charges taken. He is one of the best rebounders in the entire league, despite only maybe being 6'8", 6'9", without shoes on. He is an incredible rebounder of the basketball. He's a great initiator. He knows exactly where everyone should be to maximize a play. But he's not making any shots right now. So Love is shooting 28% from the field in January, the last eight games, only 18% from three. You have to assume that the thumb is still bothering him. Um, I've never seen you know, Kevin have such a tough, uh, tough time shooting the basketball. And some of his misses, the volatility around them are, are pretty wild. You know, guys that's aim small, miss small. When he does miss, typically it's short. He's got that nice backspin on the basketball, but it's short. Clanks off the front of the rim, hits the backboard, and goes off. But he's really been struggling. We saw a couple air balls as of, and it just looks like he he's having a tough go of it. Um, each month has been tougher and tougher for Kevin from an offensive perspective. He's really hot in October and has cooled off every month since. And so, um. I think there's a chance that when Dean Wade comes back that we see some of the current Kevin Love minutes um, be taken by Dean Wade. Um, and it's just something that they're battling through, right? They need someone with some spacing off the bench. They need someone who can shoot the ball. And frankly, they, they don't really have a, a you know much depth in terms of backup big. So what Kevin Love does on the from a rebounding perspective uh, is supremely valuable to them. Um, they just need him to start hitting some shots, um, you know, as this team trudges on and, and we get more and more data. Um, Kobe gets more and more data about this team with Ricky Rubio back, hopefully with Dean Wade back soon, um, prior to any decisions on trades. Next up, got a hit on all-star voting last year. One of my favorite moments in Cleveland sports history, frankly, you know, Cleveland hosting uh, NBA All-Star Weekend, we saw, you know, 75 of the greatest basketball players ever um, collect themselves in Cleveland. You know, most of the great ones were there, right? Jordan, LeBron, many, many others. And just such a special weekend. This year, they're heading out to Salt Lake City. And the NBA.com just released... NBA All-Star voting. Uh, so I wanted to go through that, kind of take the temperature of where the Cavaliers were and what's it look like for who's all going to get in from this Cavs team. So if you take a look at the Eastern standings, and this is only the fan vote, right? So the way that All-Star voting works, fans account for 50% of the vote, select media accounts for 25%, and the players account for 25%. So the standing so far, just the 50% fan vote. Donovan Mitchell leads the Cavs and is second in the East in all-star game votes with over 2.7 million. That's only behind Kyrie Irving. So Donovan Mitchell essentially is a lock. He's gonna be uh, you know, he's gonna be an East starter, I would presume. And frankly, he's a lock for an NBA, uh, you know, NBA first team, uh, all pro. He's just been tremendous. Moving down the list, Darius Garland is currently 10th 
in Eastern Conference guards, uh, just over 200,000 votes. He's behind guys like LaMelo Ball, who's been out the majority of the season, and Derrick Rose. So from a strictly from a fan voting perspective, you know, it, it's going to be tough to see Darius Garland getting in. He's going to need some help from the media and from the fans to really vault himself up. I think he's going to get some help, but I, I don't know if he's going to get enough to, to warrant um, heading out to Salt Lake. Uh, from there, you know, Jared Allen and, and Evan Mobley aren't, aren't even on the list. So there's a strong possibility that Donovan Mitchell may be the only Cavalier um, that's scheduled to go to Salt Lake this year. Now, of, of course, the way that Jared Allen got in last year, there, there's guys that can't make the game due to injury. Um, so I think that's something we'll monitor. The NBA is going to come out with updated fan voting on January 19th. So we're going to get another glimpse in a couple days here. Um, but as it stands right now, Donovan Mitchell looks like a lock. Darius Garland has but he's got a lot of depth ahead of him. Uh, of course, guys like Tyrese Halliburton's having a heck of a Harden's uh, up next week to talk Cavs. We're going to have a guest on for sure. Um, wanted to jump in, talk a little bit about the you know the West Coast road trip, uh, talk about Kevin Love's struggles, Isaac Okoro's great play as of late, uh, and then and end it with some all-star voting. Thank you all so much for listening. We'll be back next week with a guest um, breaking down you know, this current week, tough week ahead. Thank you for listening. I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Warriors in Their Own Words, a podcast that presents the unvarnished, unsanitized truth of what we have asked of those who defend this nation. As a country, we need these stories more than ever. Stories from Americans who have borne the battle, including 30-year-old remastered interviews with veterans from World War I recounting their time in the trenches of Europe, and with veterans from World War II, Korea, Vietnam, and from our most recent conflicts in Iraq, Afghanistan, and other battlefields Americans may never have heard of. Hear their stories by listening to Warriors in Their Own Words wherever you find podcasts.